0: This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and joining me today on the phone is House Democratic Leader Ilana Rubel. She has been representing District 18 since January of 2014. Rubel is a Harvard Law graduate and is a partner of the Boise Office of Fenwick & West, one of the nation's premier law firms focusing on technology clients. She also served as a founding member of BSU Honors College Advisory Board. Thanks for joining me, Representative. Oh, my pleasure. All right, so just to get it started, uh, what are your big priorities for this legislative session?
1: Well, you know, as with every session, I kind of have some, some, some priorities of, of things I really want to do. And then there are some defensive priorities of the things that I know are coming in that I want to stop, <laughs> that I think are not good ideas for the state. Um, in terms of the affirmative things I want to see happen, uh, you know, the big ticket items, I really want to see us putting some money into school facilities. So in recent years, we've made some real progress on increasing funding for teachers salaries and for the people working at schools. But the 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 schools themselves are in terrible shape, and we hear stories about ceilings collapsing and kids sitting in freezing classrooms with no heat and sewage leaking into cafeterias and all of this. Um, It's time we really fix these schools. We have over a billion dollars needed in just fixing the actual buildings. Uh, So that's a really high priority. And then another really high priority is making sure the launch program Remains funded. That's the program that would give eight thousand dollar grants to high school seniors to pursue higher education in Idaho in in-demand professions. So those are two things I really want to make sure happen this session.
0: The governor just a couple weeks ago released the the state of the state, state of just, and he was allocating some money towards the schools. Is is that a step in the right direction?
1: Very much so. We would very much like to see that money allocated. Now, you know, the the catch is that there have been so many income tax cuts in recent years. The state has cut the income tax by over $2 billion across the board in in the last few years. Um, And unfortunately, when you do an income tax cut, there's various ways you can cut taxes. You could cut sales taxes or grocery taxes or property taxes. Um, All of those tend to get more money to working people who need it. When When you do an income tax cut, almost, you know, the vast majority of the money goes to super well. People, you know, you see, you know, millionaires getting ten thousand dollar tax cuts, while regular working folks and plumbers and school teachers get like forty dollars. But rate, anyway, that's what happened, and so now we're kind of short of money, we're, we're 5% below our revenue projections, uh, so it's really going to be touch and go in terms of, you know, finding the money to fund multiple things. Um, it's a little bit frustrating, more than a little bit frustrating to me that we did these $2 billion in cuts that mostly went to wealthy people and corporations um, and left these schools to fall apart. You know, I kind of feel like we should have fixed the schools and then fixed the roofs from collapsing before we did these, you know, <laughs> these tax cuts that overwhelmingly went to very wealthy people. Um, but, you know, we are where we are right now. And at least we'd like to see a little bit of whatever small amount of money is left actually go toward fixing schools and making sure that kids can pursue training to make more money when they grow up.
0: Uh, earlier, you were stating a few things that you want to see happen. Uh, for this legislative session, and you also said there were a couple things that you want to avoid in this legislative session. What, What are those things that you would like to avoid?
1: Very much so. Well, actually, one of the things we, we made some progress on this morning, um, there was this bill that was coming through that you may have heard a lot about. It was, you know, kind of nicknamed the Library Bill, um, and it was uh, House Bill 384. Uh, we got hundreds and hundreds of messages on it. This one would have allowed people to sue libraries if they allowed access to people under the age of 18 to materials that they deemed harmful. Um, now, the definition of harmful was super, super vague. Um, it could include any. Any book that has a gay character in it or that in any way references homosexuality, for example, or it would include anything that they said could be arousing to a person under age 18, whatever that means. Um, And we were hearing from librarians over the state that this was going to be an incredibly burdensome bill, that they basically wouldn't be allowed to let kids into libraries anymore because the risk of litigation was going to be so high. Um, So that one, I thought, was just a really bad idea for a bill. It got pulled back to committee this morning. So. Anybody who thinks their voice doesn't matter, you know, hundreds of people wrote in and said they, they they didn't like this bill. And for once, the legislature listened and actually pulled the bill back. But I'm sure there will be more bills along those lines brought. But at least for now, one of the bills I really wanted to stop actually got stopped. Um, but another big one is vouchers. Um, there's a there's a bill in the works that would take public dollars like taxpayer dollars. Um, And basically allow it to anybody who doesn't want to send their kid to public school, and it would give them $5,000 a piece to basically not send their kid to school. So it would, you know, kind of incentivize almost people to pull their kids out of school and pocket the money, Um, which worries me because, you know, who knows? There are amazing homeschoolers in the state. There are also not so amazing homeschoolers in the state. It's a bit of a mixed bag. And when we're using taxpayer dollars, I really like there to be some accountability and make sure if we're taking public money that we know that people really are learning to read and write and, you know, that, that people really are learning history and government and all the things that you're supposed to learn. Um, and this would be kind of giving away free government money with no accountability at all, which worries me.
0: So on to the next question of, uh, regarding bills. A new bill in the Idaho legislature was introduced on Wednesday afternoon that is designed to combat the use of artificial intelligence generating generated deep fakes in electro, in electro. oh wow. In election <laughs> in electioneering. Wow, that was that was a mouthful for me. Goodness gracious.
1: Yes, yes it is. So uh, I better get my mouth around it cuz that's my bill. Uh, right. So I in- I introduced that bill. Yeah so this is you know i don't know how much your listeners have paid attention to the deep fake phenomenon using artificial intelligence it is quite breathtaking what they can do using artificial intelligence they can simulate basically create a video or an audio of any of us that with something that sounds exactly like our real voice using what looks exactly like our real face and they can generate a video of us saying or doing things that we never said or did and it can be so convincing that you know our own family couldn't tell that it's a fake um and when you look at what this could do in the world of elections it is quite terrifying i mean if they could release a video of you know any member of the Idaho legislature say or really any politician anywhere saying you know oh I'm a communist and I like to molest children or something you know they, they would just it would look exactly like the person really said that but they didn't and you can imagine the kind of impact this would have on voters who think they're really seeing something that this candidate said or did but they didn't so it's um, it has the potential to be incredibly deceptive and to really take a lot of integrity out of our elections because it would really mislead voters so badly i think potentially that it, it could cause them to vote against people based on completely false information uh, and so you know i want to have a fair election system where the voters are actually accurately informed and know what they're really voting on and if they're getting bombarded with, uh, you know, deep fake videos that really mislead them, I think it's just going to really undermine the credibility of all elections. So what this bill does is it says if you are impersonated, basically, using one of these fake videos or audios, um, you can bring a lawsuit and have it shut down immediately and have, you know, court basically order them to stop or, you know, you can sue for money. Um but the and and the other side has an out they can do it as long as they disclose it so you can still do deep fakes you just have to prominently disclose that you manipulated this data that you manipulated the voice and the image to you know so that it's not act, it's not real so they can send the video out, but they have to have, if it's, a say, a radio ad, they have to have it very prominently disclosed by voice in a reasonable volume, speaking at a reasonable sp- speed, saying, you know, the the voice you're about to hear has been digitally altered and the candidate did not actually say these things. And similarly, if it's a video, they have to show in writing on the video so that the public at least knows what they're looking at and knows that what they're seeing is not something that the candidate actually did or said.
0: So what impact would it have on future election campaigns if this bill gets passed?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the hope is that it will avoid disasters from hitting. I mean, in the past, you know, this technology is fairly new um, and we haven't seen it fully unleashed yet. Uh, you know, I've been very fortunate that in my various campaigns over the years, you know, this technology wasn't really out there, so it wasn't something I had to contend with. But now it's out there and it's so easy to use and so overwhelmingly <laughs> compelling that, uh it's 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 shocking. And, and I think, you know, people play dirty in politics. And to some extent, there's always going to be fake stuff in politics and, you know, misleading messages in politics. But it's one thing when you get a mailer and the mailer says, oh, this candidate's a communist. You know, I think voters are used to being skeptical about that. But, you know, there's something about it when you see it with your own eyes and you hear it with your own ears. You're much more prone to believe it. And I don't know that the public is really ready to be adequately skeptical when they start getting bombarded with fake videos and fake recordings of people's voices. Um, So the goal is just to keep things on a clean and fair playing field so that when you get when you see something, you know, a video on social media or something and as part of a campaign ad you can actually have some confidence that this was actually what the person said, and you can make your decision how to vote accordingly. So the upshot is that we just really want the public to have some confidence and and be able to believe what they see and be able to make informed decisions on who they want to support when they vote.
0: And has the bill received its own bill number yet?
1: It has. It is bill number 407 in the House. So I'm hoping to get a hearing on it pretty soon in committee.
0: And when do you think that would be?
1: That's a very good question. I got to talk to the chairman. It got read across the desk this morning. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping early next week, um, you know, maybe even as soon as Monday or Tuesday, we'll get a hearing in the uh, probably in the House State Affairs Committee.
0: So on to the next question. This is at least the second AI related bill introduced in the Idaho legislature since the beginning of the session. On January 11th, House Bill 391 was introduced, which would make it a crime to use sexually explicit AI generated images or videos for harassment or sexual extortion of a victim depicted. Is there a rising problem in Idaho with artificial intelligence? And should we expect to see more bills introduced concerning AI?
1: I really think we will. You know, on the day that I introduced this bill last week, I actually looked it up to see what was happening nationwide. And it looked like there were similar bills introduced in the same week in about 16 different states on <laughs> terms of elections. So apparently it wasn't just me that had this idea, but uh, you know, the potential for this, when you th- I-, I suspect there will be more and more bills Because I don't think we're beginning to even think through all the implications of where this could be leading. You know, That when you think about all of the ways in which you can really do mischief by being able to fake a video or a recording of somebody. You know, I've certainly heard stories about people who were embezzled from. There was a a story that went around, actually, I think it was a congressman telling the story about how he got a call. That seemed that was from his son. I mean, it was his son's voice. You know, even parents can be deceived that the technology is that good that you can't even tell the difference in your own child's voice between them and a fake. So he got this call using his child's voice saying, you know, oh, I've been arrested. I need you to send bail money right away. And, you know, and and he was about to send the money till he finally actually, you know, coincidentally got a call from his son saying, what? No, I'm not in jail. You know, that that was a deep fake. Um, So there's potential for, you know, embezzlement, there's potential, the porn thing is very real. I mean, it's pretty disturbing that any of our faces could basically be used in a porn video to make it look like we did these, you know, wild sexual things and that we participated in pornographic videos that we never did. Um, And, you know, blackmailing and tormenting people by putting fake porn videos out there in the world. Um, And again, as I said, certainly in the election context, I mean, it would be a pretty easy way to steal elections to put out fake videos making it look like your opponent did did or said some scandalous thing that they that they never did. Um, So, you know, I think the limits are really just our imagination in terms of how dangerous this can get in all of the different areas where it will emerge. And we're early enough in it that I don't know that we've seen all the ways it will unfold. But I think it's going to be a game of cat and mouse where, you know, somebody starts doing some awful thing using AI and deep fakes. And then we have to play catch up to pass a law to try to rein it in.
0: So at the conclusion of the second week of the legislative session, what are some early bills that you have your eye on? I know we've talked about a few already, but are there any others that you you may want to have your eye on to pass or to potentially stop?
1: Yeah, there's some other things that I would really like to get working on, and I have drafts of them already, just personally. Um, one of them relates to fentanyl, um, and we've all heard about the scourge of fentanyl and how, how awful you know people are o- overdosing and dying and getting addicted. It's a total disaster. Um Currently, um, there are these fentanyl, and a lot of people don't even know they're getting fentanyl. It gets laced into something else. So they think they're taking something a little more benign. You know, they think they might just have a tobacco vape part cartridge or, a, you know, even a marijuana vape cartridge, but it's laced with fentanyl, which is vastly deadlier. Um there are these fentanyl detection strips that you can get that are, I think are pretty cheap that you, know, you can use to detect and, and make sure that whatever substance you have does not contain fentanyl. But those detection strips are currently banned under Idaho law because they're considered, quote, drug paraphernalia um and so i would like to see those get legalized because the detection strips themselves are pretty harmless right they're not going to injure anybody all they do is tell you whether what you have is fentanyl or not and i think it would be quite useful for people to have access to those strips so that they don't inadvertently ingest fentanyl and get poisoned and killed um so i have a bill to legalize fentanyl detection strips so we'll see (laughs) if i can get that across so that's just a little thing that i'm working on um But I'm trying to think what some of the other big ticket items are that are out there. You know, obviously, the school funding piece is a big one. Um, But, uh, you know, culture wars are another interesting one. There's a bill out there right now to change all the references in code from fetus to uh, pre-born child. And, you know, I think we need to do some real studying. That's what I'm watching closely, because I think there could be a lot of unintended consequences from that change uh, because, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, can you take a tax deduction, you know, before you even have a kid by just saying, well, it's a pre-born child. So I get a child tax deduction credit, or I can get, you know, maybe we can't uh, incarcerate or imprison pregnant women because you would be jailing a child who hasn't had a trial. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of people have, miscarriages without even knowing it, you know, very early in the, you know, in the stage of pregnancy, you know, it's just a little unsavory, but you might have a fetus that goes down the toilet in a very early stage. Have you just, you know, are you criminally liable for disposing of human remains improperly? Um, There are a lot of legal consequences that could be fallout from that bill. So that's, Another one that I'm watching closely. We just saw one fail in committee yesterday that kind of shocked me that was brought by representative Clay Handy from Eastern Idaho that would have said you can't criminally prosecute children under the age of 10. Um, And that I was really surprised to see fail, but that, that might come back. I think a lot of people were upset to see that bill go down in flames. There was a lot of kind of discussion about, you know, well, can an eight-year-old, you know, are they really even mentally developed enough to have criminal intent? You know, at that point, does it really make sense to be throwing, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-olds in prison? Is that really the appropriate way to deal with, you know, bad behavior by children? So that's going to be an interesting one as well.
0: So what are you looking forward to for week three of this legislative session?
1: Well, you know, from a big picture standpoint, I am always hoping that we can kind of keep our eye on the ball and stay focused on, really useful things, you know, and I I do a ton of door knocking in my district was I'm campaigning and I always want to hear what are things that are genuinely of interest to people. And the things that i hear are you know pe- people usually have pretty bread and butter concerns you know they're worried about affordable housing that's one of the things i'd really like to see us do we put some money uh two years ago into an affordable housing trust fund um and that enabled you know over a thousand units of affordable housing to be built around the state um i'd love to see some more money go into that uh i would love to see us addressing you know kind of bread and butter needs, like making sure our schools aren't falling apart, making sure we're paying teachers enough to stay in the state, uh, you know, making sure that kids have an opportunity to pursue higher education and get trained for better paying jobs. And my goal is to have us talk more about those things and not spend a bunch of time figuring out how to, you know, attack libraries and do all kind of these hot button social issues that, you know, I don't know, maybe they help people win a a Republican primary, but they usually aren't very useful to your average person
0: on the street. That was House Democratic Leader Ilana Rubel. Thanks again for joining me, Representative.
1: Thank you. Happy to do it again anytime.